Chat of the Wild is a part of the Greenlit Podcast Network. To find out more information, as well as other great shows, go to greenlitpodcast.com. Hello everybody, welcome to Chat of the Wild. In this season, we are playing through The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. In this episode, we are going to start off inside of a dungeon, uh, the Arbiter's Grounds, to be specific. Um, what is an Arbiter? Isn't this, is it someone that decides a thing? It's right? the alien from Halo 2. No, I knew you were going <laughs> to say that, Brian. I, I was going to um, say the alien, the Protoss dude from StarCraft 2. Yeah, yeah, there's that, yeah. I really don't know what the Arbiter is. Well, th- this is supposed... To, so, okay, so the Arbiter's Grounds, before we got up to it, everyone, it was talked about as being sort of a prison. Uh, this is yeah. where things were kept. Um, and this is where the so, public defenders are. And an Arbiter is a person with power to decide a dispute. Uh, so it is like a judge. An Arbiter is a judge. Someone okay. who uh, takes so, a part in arbitration, if you will. Right, okay. I will. Thank you. That is a good, <laughs> that is a good use of the word. I like starting uh, the episode with a dungeon. That's kind of kind of fun. I yeah. think we'll probably be doing that for the next couple episodes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the way the things are formatted, which I do like that too, because the in the past we've had a couple episodes where we talk about stuff, and I'm like, we got 20 minutes to talk about this dungeon. We need to get <laughs> through yeah. this. Yeah. Uh, at the risk of sounding like a broken record, I love this dungeon. I really enjoyed this dungeon. This dungeon it's, is amazing. Yeah, it's my oh, favorite one. I'm so one. glad that I'm not alone in this this time. No, okay. you are not. I actually thought about you on this one. I'm like, I'm like, I hope that Jeremy likes this one because we're going to agree on this because this is hands down my favorite one so far. It's I really enjoyed this dungeon. This this dungeon just made me think like this game has the best dungeons. Like in all the Zelda games, in my opinion. Like I, I, you, you can compare them to previous Zelda games. Uh, after this, we go to Skyward Sword, which changed a lot of stuff. Yeah. And there are interesting dungeons, but they change the format a lot around. Breath of the Wild, the dungeons are garbage. It's my least favorite thing about that whole game are the quote unquote dungeons. They're not dungeons, though. They're shrines. No, like, I'm talking. I'm talking about the divine oh, beasts. like the, the, the beasts, the mm. beasts, the divine yeah. beasts. Uh, yeah. And so we go through this one, and I have just enjoyed every single one of these, uh, even the water one. I, you, you know, go ahead and look <laughs> back. I was talking about how great I thought that dungeon was. I I thought back on the water one, playing through this one, and I was like, yeah, I was giving it. I was being hard on it. I think I think beast. BC was like, I thought you would like this one, and I was like, I, thinking back, I like it a lot. I, uh, I did not much care for this dungeon. Um, this once dungeon? again, we're in straight line territory. I mean, okay, puzzles are fun. I had fun doing the puzzles, all that stuff, but it's just room after room after room again. And once once we get to the the fun thing at the end, I need to it's, know what your definition fun. of a dungeon is in Zelda. <laughs> like, right? That, this one is a it's bad just, one. Why do we have a Why do we have a little key thing in the corner? Like, it doesn't matter. We only get one key. At least this time, there's not a counter next to it. It just tells you you have one key. Get ready to use it in five minutes. I'll give you so, that. Like, you're pretty quick just, on using the keys. That's it. Like, that's that's my that's my issue. Also, this is uh. Just Forest Temple Redux, uh, you know. Oh, so. no, it's not. I'm, I'm 
uh, what? So, four pose, so, spinning rooms that you have to like get new doors, only... all that stuff. No, 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 no. First Here's time we find a Salphos. Yep. Yeah. This, this is big thing. Classic Zelda with some new hypeness. That's that's what's okay. so great about it. The first half of the dungeon, you know what's going on. You got like the pose, you walk in, you know the drill. Like, mm-hmm. we've done this. And in my mind, as soon as we finished the first half, I was like, okay, that's the dungeon. We're about to go, you know, fight a boss or whatever. But no, there's a whole other set of the dungeon with all sorts of cool new stuff. And, like, I don't see how you can say this is a bad dungeon. This dungeon is the hypest dungeon so far and one of the yep. hypest dungeons in all of Zelda. Okay. This does, the, the last half of this dungeon is is so original. It's I like, completely original for any Zelda game whatsoever. I like the last half All the half way a lot through more. to the boss battle. I like we, I, I'm not going to talk about it, but when I get to the boss battle, I was so hyped. I love like the I boss was just battle. like this. I I have not been this excited in this in this game up to this point. Like it is crazy. Uh, we will get to it because I just I want to talk so much about this. I'm just saying the the first four dungeons, the first half of each of them have all been the exact same. You walk in, you go left, you do stuff, you go right, you do stuff, and then you walk through a door. And then the second half is where they change. That's where, like, like the first dungeon, I really loved the second half of it. It was cool. I had to, like, figure out where I needed to go. I got lost. But, yeah, the no. second half is where the dungeons do their interesting things. And, and, and I like the did, second half of this dungeon. I'm totally going to disagree with you on the first part. Because I don't feel like you have to go left or right or whatever. You can go, like, literally, like, you're... Number one, I like that you're collecting the pose. Mm-hmm. Because number one, I'm getting more pose, which I love. <laughs> right. And right. these pose, these pose are crazy looking. I'm like, I was a little creeped out by them, which I actually really enjoyed. I don't like, I don't tend to like scary things, but I'm like, oh, this has got me a little bit on edge. That's good for me. And so, what? Have I you? mentioned how visceral rem- removing the pose souls is? Yeah. Like, yes. you, you jump out. And you pulled the living essences yes. out of them with your teeth. And the heart I know is it's beating. intense. He's like their heart beating. Yeah, he's like digging it out. I love it. But back to my other point. Before we get into the whole thing, like I, I like that you're switching back and forth from you know the wolf to the you know to human. I I do hate that they call it human. Mm-hmm. Me too. He's not a human. He's <laughs> not a human. It seriously drives me nuts. But anyways, like you switch back and forth and um, and then you have to get like the scent of the Poe and stuff. And like and I like the like the mechanics of like turning the the dial thing or whatever and like going on top of different floors and you have to search and like find out. I, I feel like it's totally different than the other dungeons. Like I really enjoyed this one. I don't think that that was d- duplicating other dungeons like you're saying Brian and you could go in different order like you don't have to go left or right or whatever so we don't do the rotating enough like in my mind I was like oh we're gonna have to do this a, uh, a few times and I have to mm. remember like where things turn no it wasn't really that at all I no, like the first one that we do mm-hmm. where you do have to turn it down below and then hook shot your way up to make it to a room that you that couldn't cool. access otherwise that's not till later no, that was the first one. Um, no, that's that's like the very first one. Yeah. Um, so you can do that one first, one. or you can do that one third or last, yeah. like I did. Fourth. Yeah, that's I what missed I it. Did. I missed okay, it. Okay, I did it first. Uh-huh. But you that have was, to go see? that way, though. 
But you See, have to go. This dungeon's not the same. Jess, there's You don't yes, have to do is. all the same. It's okay. Mm, because it's okay. we all did it's, it in different order. That's your order. perception, Jess. It's okay. You can you can believe that if you want. We all opinionate on it differently. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> When we get into this dungeon, it is there is quicksand all around us. This is a temple that has fallen apart. Again, I love this idea of, we've seen this multiple times now, of we get into an area that looks like something else used to actually go on here. Mm -hmm. uh, we got that with the water dungeon. We're getting that with, uh, with this one as well. And so you get in there. There's a lot of quicksand that you have to move quickly through. You can get through it faster as the wolf. So if if you are having problems just like, oh, I can't seem to get across there enough, switch to the wolf. He runs across it a lot quicker than the human form. I, I like to, um, uh, I prefer to do my roll as a human across it, and then it sure. would start the, the sinking part. Plus, the, the attacking as a wolf is chaotic, and uh, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. tough to stay on a, uh, a solid platform. So it's, it's better to be human, Link, I felt Ugh. like. Uh, I, also, I also don't like the levers um, popping out because, like, you can only really hit them once and you'll knock them back into the sand. And so then you have to sit there and mess with them for a little bit. I mean, if you if you hit them with the boomerang or if you hit them with the Ooh. claw shot, yeah. they'll just if you claw shot them to you, they just flop on the on top of the sand. So if yeah, you but claw then once I hit them, them once, they nope, would just even if you hit them back. once, you can hit them twice. Just claw shot them, and they'll keep flopping yeah. long enough. I, I, no, well, I, I had the same thing with Brian because I was claw shotting them out of there, and mm -hmm. then I would hit them, and they would move far enough back, back into the sand. But I would then just claw shot them back again, right? And then just finish them off that way. It is funny you bring up like, oh, just use a boomerang. I'm like, oh yeah, we have a boomerang. Yeah, we have a we have a boomerang I, that has wind powers. Right? I didn't even consider that. Well, I have not had to use that at all since mm -hmm. like I used it to collect bugs earlier, but I have not used it. At all. Oh, I tried then. using it for the that. the little tiny bugs that, that appear in here just to see what would happen, and they would it would it would gather them to you quicker. You wouldn't have to stand there and wait for them to come to you. But but uh, other than that, it, it didn't do anything cool like I was hoping. We get in this dungeon some creepy stuff. Yes, uh, including yeah. unlocking a chest and then a swarm of like scarab beetles or whatever come around you and swarm your body and weigh you down. We'll eventually find some invisible stuff that will weigh you down. And I it's know. Like, it starts happening. You're like, what is going on? I was way so, into the creepy stuff in this dungeon. And this, if you're, it is the most appropriate for all the creepiness, yeah. right? Because it feels like we're in a, like the idea if we are in a rundown jail or some, or like some kind of prison or anything like that. Um, but it also just has an old pyramid vibe to it too. So it makes sense for like when we, we finally meet the redeads in here though. I, when we, when we get to that, I'll, I'll I just got a funny little story with it. Jess, what do you got? Oh, like if you are a wolf and the invisible stuff, gets <laughs> <laughs> Minda goes, ah, 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 and then she kind of gyrates around. It's, I'm like, and at first I was like, what is going on? I'm like, oh, I need, mm -hmm. at first I was, you know, human link. And um, he was like walking really slow, like as if I had iron boots on. I'm like, what is going on? I'm like, oh, mm -hmm. I'm going to turn into a wolf. And then she was like, ah, ah. <laughs> it was like cracking me up. And so like, and then I sensed them. I'm like, oh my God, there was like these little uh, rats all over They were me. ghost like, rats. Yeah, the ghost rats were like decrepit and decaying. I know. They were it was cool. hilarious. 
But it reminded there was like a like with the like little beetle things or whatever. It reminded me of like something you would see in Indiana Jones or something. I'm like mm-hmm. in the Temple of Doom, <laughs> or, or like the Mummy, or yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, at the beginning of this dungeon, we do run into four different Poes. They steal the lanterns that go off, so we can go in different directions, and we have a few different room types in here. Um, so one of the more interesting ones I found is the chandeliers where you have these giant chandeliers that you will have a chain that you can pull the first. Well, I think what my first instance of those were was I'd pull it and then I would get timed and I had to like run across it. And then you basically circle your way back around and then use that as a platform Mm -hmm. to jump onto something else. Mm -hmm. Um, And then one we get later, the solution to it is to only do it to run like halfway and let the thing fall around you and then climb up it, which I was just like, that's really cool. It's still a weird design. I don't think it necessarily fits with the aesthetic of this dungeon, but it's cool. It's you can run past that one and get a red rupee and then you you sit there and go like or a stamp or a stamp. Yes, I was about yeah, to say sorry or about a that, guys. stupid stamp and I'm like go away stamps. I don't uh, want but, you. <laughs> but then you you stand there and you're like, well, where do I go? This didn't get me anywhere. And uh I, I know. I would have liked a, a little bit of a better camera so I could see that that's what I needed to do. But mm-hmm. when I realized that's what I needed to do, I was like, okay, that's cool. Now you're within the chandelier part itself. And we'll I think in the next not the next dungeon, but the one after that we'll get some some mechanics with chandeliers where they're swinging. Mm, yeah. Uh, so we do meet some new enemies in here. Have we fought... St- we haven't fought the Staffos before, right? Nope. Like not this these kind of tiny them? ones. Not the miniature ones. Oh, not well, the tiny, tiny ones, ones the and ones. the big ones. Yeah. Um, you'll come into these rooms where... It, it Man, it is, again, creepy on level 10 at this point right now. You go into this dark room and with sand all around you, so you want your lantern out so that you don't get stuck into the sand oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and then these little mini staffos come out of the ground and yes. just swarm around you and you can take them out really easily but there's enough of them that if you're not keeping an eye on everything they'll just jab you with their spear it's unnerving um, i thought they were cute <laughs> I, uh, they were funny like <laughs> I, it, oh. If it was just one of them, I would just be laughing the whole time. I, I, I would just be backing away, <sighs> watching him walk around, and just laughing at him the whole time. I found them <laughs> uh, creepier than the Redeads, almost. So, the first time I ran into the Redead, it's so funny because you see them, and they have, like, this giant sword that they're holding with them that they, like, get up off the ground with. And I'm like, oh, bomb arrow in your face. <laughs> just, that's all I did, is I was just like, two bomb, bar- two bomb arrows in the face kills them. So oh, really? anytime I would see one come around the corner, I was just like, blap, blap, gone. So <laughs> they did not ever get close enough to make any noise. They didn't scare me. They were not a threat. <laughs> so I didn't realize that that was a redead because like it, I, I, I knew they were in this game because someone mentioned that they were going to be in the game. But I, I saw it, and we just got the mortal blow, essentially. Yeah. So, or the mortal draw. And so mm-hmm. my first instinct was, oh, this giant thing with the sword i'm gonna use the mortal draw so i'm sitting there waiting for him to walk up to me and then it screams and then it's just me screaming expletives to myself because it scared me um and i did end up killing him with the mortal draw but not before i had to like dodge around him and all this stuff but 
that was a cool moment for me. You did so you did nice. get a, a mortal draw off because uh, yeah. And I guess I didn't think about it till after I I was like if I see another one I'll try and roll up to it into its face and then try and go for it, but I couldn't get close enough to to not have the scream happen. Um, at first I was like I'm not even gonna I don't even have the guts to try a mortal draw on one of these, but but then I was like well, let's see if I can get nope just completely whacked. I, so, I only pulled it off once, and it was like after he hit me with the scream. So. Okay, yeah. So I, I decided that I was just gonna do the the spin around back uh, and get him because I couldn't also get close enough to do the shield bash to do a helm splitter. So I just went for the roll attack. I just went bomb arrow crazy throughout this whole dungeon. <laughs> Even when we went to the, we get to like the mid boss. Uh, I was like, why would I unequip this? This is perfect. Like to the point where even when I was fighting the big Staphos, where you have to take them out to where they crumble and then blow up their bodies. Yeah. The first time I did it, I just like shot an arrow at the ground right in front of me and hurt both of us. But I was like, whatever, he's gone. I don't care. <laughs> like moving on. I tried to do it. Uh, I fa- I saw some when I got into a room that I hadn't activated yet, and I was like, I wonder if I can blow them up before. But that didn't end up happening. Also, that that's a callback to uh, um, a link to the past. We haven't Stalfos that need to be uh, bombed after they are defeated. Uh, they haven't yeah, done I that thought... in a while. I yeah. thought we did that in Wind Waker. Oh, do they do it in Wind Waker? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, I didn't. I... I don't remember that at all. Yeah, you could do that either the bomb or the hammer against them. Oh, I just oh. okay. That's that must be it. I just crushed the crap out of them with a hammer. Yeah. I forgot about them, and so, like, I, like, defeated them, and then they came back to life. I'm like, oh, these are the guys that I need to bomb. It took me a minute. I'm like, mm-hmm. I haven't seen you forever. It brought me so much glee. I was like, <laughs> oh, it's, it's you, good man. to see how you how again. You <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, bomb. I know how to defeat you. <laughs> I, I almost uh, put my iron boots on. I was like, do I need to step on them or something like that? I was like, how do I crush them? Oh. <laughs> that would be good, just, like, well, and the first room that you run into them, uh, they have like there's like those little like chamber things like in the circle, and if you mm-hmm. open, you know, like you, they have like they're boarded up or whatever, and there's like little treasure chests in there with bombs, and I'm like, oh, look at you, precious little Zelda, just giving us the tools that we need to defeat. Mm. Like if you didn't know, yeah, you know that. Mm-hmm. That should have been the hint. Was like, oh, there's bombs all over the place. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. But so, um, the mini boss of this one. Also, I loved it. I thought it was so cool. I loved the theming of it. Everything about it was just great for me. This is the Death Sword. Yes. Um, what? <laughs> we get into there, and it is, it is covered in these. What, what are the what are the Japanese like paper? Um, oh yeah, things for like curses. Yeah, like it's um, like a seal. Like I've, yeah, they have like these paper seals right. all around it on these ropes that you have to like walk up and just cut like one of the ropes. Yeah, and that was enough to like be like you have freed this ancient evil, and it's like ah crap. <laughs> 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 like it, it would have been great if you literally could have just walked past it, right? But you just couldn't help yourself, or or if they did like a cutscene where Link like tripped over one of the ropes and that freed it or something oh, like God. that. Right. Um, <laughs> Minda would yeah, have to be our, a our... less competent character to make something like that work. Sure, yeah. Yeah, that would but... be cool if there was like kind of a half-life feel to it where you just like just skip this guy, don't even worry about it. I feel like in some other Zelda games this this is a a full boss quality battle. Yeah, it took yeah. a while. Um 
because there are a it couple. Fa- a there are ki- kind of a couple phases. Yeah. Uh, when you start off, it is just a floating sword, and you have to turn into wolf mode, turn your senses on, and then you'll see it, and it is just this. Uh, what is it? It has like a ram's head, yeah, ram skull head He's on creepy. it with this big cloak, um, mm-hmm. and you have to dodge the sword, jump on him uh, as the wolf to attack him. Then he'll turn visible. And then he'll spin around you. And what I did is I just hit him with a bomb arrow each mm-hmm. time. And that sent him into his next phase where he would swirl all around me and then try to slam his sword down on me. And I guess if he does hit you, he will then turn back invisible again. No, not not uh, not always. Not immediately. No, not um, immediately. He, he, he did a, a few cycles like that. And then he eventually went back. But okay. I, I was trying to do the... Uh, um, the Phantom Ganon thing where I hit his little... I was, too. Oh, yeah, yeah that was that. a weird thing. I tried he does that, send out these, He sends out these purple smoke orbs at you, mm-hmm. but you don't. You just have to dodge them. Like you, yeah. can, you can block with your shield, but you can't actually deflect it back or anything like that. And that's what I tried to do, and I took, I'm like, I don't... I can't figure it out. And so um, I think that there was arrows or something right before this room and I'm like I wonder if I just need to hit him with arrows and so um and then I tried it like he kind of pauses right before he's about to like do the orb things at you and so then I just shot him and then that kind of took him down and then you don't you slash him with your sword when he's down yeah you, you have to do. dodge and then you do that yeah yeah and then you, so like, I didn't I didn't need to waste bombs on him I, a regular arrow would do regular that arrow yeah regular it was yeah. my way was much more fun well I mean <laughs> You would have to go in and un unpair them, and then reset your bombs and your arrows to different spots, and mm-hmm. and go through that whole. Me- Why do that? Just just keep. Yeah, your bomb I got arrows like on. I can hold like just fifty at a time, so yeah. it's cool, yeah. man. Just, just keep your bomb arrows on you. Mm-hmm. Going through like a wrecking ball in there. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we go, and it, that is kind of the phases of them. Did anyone have any trouble with this battle? I mean, just I just, just really enjoyed it. Just figuring out what they wanted it. Uh, yeah. At, at first, you know. Yes, Other than that, it here. was fine. Mm-hmm. I really like this one thematically because it felt like an escalation of the pose. Um, like Jeff yes. said earlier, mm-hmm. you know, the pose were already creepy out in the the world map, but now you get into the dungeon, and the first time you see one of the dungeon pose, it's a completely different design, and it's a way more unsettling design. And I feel like this is kind of like the escalation of like, oh, these are special pose and then this is like the boss of these special pose yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah he's like the godfather of the pose <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah so brian you have uh you you've referred to this game and like sort of this era of of games as being like dark and edgy and all of that but there's one word you haven't really used to describe a lot of these games of this time and that is radical because the item that we get from this game, the item that we get from this level, yes, it turns this game into Tony Hawk with Beyblades. Yes, it, it does. does. It absolutely does. We get the does. spinner, which BC, I had I had hinted to you beforehand that in this dungeon we get like the most ridiculous item, but also like one of the coolest, not necessarily like top tier items. I don't think because of its use overall, but it is just so weird and cool to play around with. Julia said the same thing. She was, she was trying not to spoil it for me. She's like, oh, the next item you get doesn't seem like it would be useful, but it's super, super good. Like, 
It's probably the best item in the game, and so far, this is the best item in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I kind of scoffed when you said that like a few weeks back, and then like, and then I wait a minute. No, he's right. No, no, he's right. That's that's a good one. It just it just it sounds dumb on paper, and then when you think about it, it's it's great. It's just great. <laughs> so the spinner is this spinning top. With, that you can, uh, Link will ride it. He will jump on top of it and ride it. Mm. And you can't go far with it on its own. Um, if you press the spinner button while it's just sort of going around, it'll like kick out a little circular attack around you, which there's a few times where I've been like, oh, there's a swarm of those Staffos. I'm just going to run through you guys and just like hit that like crazy and just hit <laughs> that, that way. Right. And it was fun. Uh, but the key thing that it does is it can latch on to uh, sort of like almost grind rails yeah. in this dungeon. And they're like right after that, you get to this this open area where you have to go and bounce and jump from rail to rail and then go up this whole thing. And it totally reminded me of something like out of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3 or something like that, mm-hmm. when they just went crazy with verticality and you would grind up like in the airport or something like that. And it just like... I, I, the whole time I'm like, this game is awesome. <laughs> well, there, so what, there was a couple of times it took me a minute to like get some of the higher jumps, and I'm like, mm-hmm. Ooh. but I like I I like the sound it makes. It's like it's I I I figured I would get annoyed with it, but for whatever reason, I enjoyed the sound because it's kind of like metal on metal sound. Because we but lived it's through like, the era of grinding noises in video games. We love this crap. <laughs> Yeah. We love it. Like... <laughs> the only thing I could think as soon as like we went through the first like I went through the first couple rooms with the spinner was I really hope there's a spinner like race course somewhere later in the game or like an obstacle mini game. Mm. No, but there are some like interesting hidden things that you do there have are. to like mm-hmm. go out of the way to find now. Like now uh you may look back at some areas to find like if you want to go find heart pieces and you'll see the the railing along the side and you'll be like, "Oh, that's what that was." Mm-hmm. Which I yeah. I love how well hidden that is in some places. Yeah. It really it isn't is. It's just like the the you look at this thing and you're like, "Oh, obviously that's an anchor point for me to do this thing with or something like that." Where it, it it some sometimes it does just stick out like there's there's like an area where it's in one of the valleys and there is mm-hmm. just a, a line going across it and you're just like that doesn't fit at all with this. <laughs> but then there's like one place in like the sacred grove that you literally have to actually look for it and it, it's it's really cool the way it blends in with it. Mm-hmm. Um, we go through all of this stuff. Um, you bounce all around. It is, it is, I want to say, aren't this, this is like a three level area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to, you have to go onto this rail. It'll take you up and spin around and then launch you onto the other side of the room. And then you have to find the other rail to take you in the right direction. Mm-hmm. It'll like drop you into a pool where you have to go and do like a Benihana out of it to get through there or something <laughs> like that. And then... You get all the way up to the top, which I left halfway through that because I was like, I got everything that I need this done in mm. this room. Walked out and it was like, wait, there's there's a door that's just like blocked. I just can't get through. Yeah. And I had to go back in and be like, oh, Don't I got to make it go all the way to the top. Backwards okay. in these dungeons. You're not supposed to go back. You will get lost. <laughs> just keep moving forward. Eh, I went uh, back. 
a, a great thing about this is the fact that we can just fly over the sand with this too. We don't have to worry about yes. it. So I just kept it on me just to like, I would alternate back and forth of just being like, get on it to go over the sand, pop off to walk back and forth like that. For the most part, you can. Like if you, if there's like a long stretch, it won't, it'll stop. Then you sink and then you die. And you're like, eh! right. you still just have the, the same momentum that you get from it whenever you pull it out. Yeah. Um, and if you're already like halfway in the sand, you can't pull it out. Right nope, you cannot. Uh, we do after we get through all this stuff. We get the big key, the big key, BK. and we come out to this area. Now this is this is weird. This is the thing that I don't like about this is that there are these holes in the ground that you notch the spinner into, yeah. and oh. then you have to just keep tapping spin, and then Link just keeps doing this like crouching animation just to get <laughs> things going. Like he's and playing Halo 3. Yeah, it looks like he's teabagging someone <laughs> in a, uh, a game of Halo. Um, <laughs> but that is how it gets to spin, and then it's kind of it is kind of cool the way you can do that, and you can they'll show like gears underneath moving, mm-hmm. and then all this stuff changes around. But then when we get to, like, the last one that we have to do this in the dungeon, like, at during the boss, it doesn't really make sense. Like, you're seeing it, but you're not – you just have to keep doing it. Right. And then it'll do, like, a cutscene of being like, okay, now this thing is unlocked. Right. Because um, it, it, it is cool when you uh, do one that you do that and you do have this, like, spiral rail going up around you that will – you'll then ride all the way up to the top to do, to, to make it into the, the dungeon there. Um, I don't think, is there anything else in this dungeon worth talking about before we get into the boss? All I would say is I literally thought my game was glitched and I finally had to Google something because I, um, there's a room, there's two rooms with invisible rats that I know of. Mm -hmm. The first room I already had since on, so I saw the ghost rats and like just killed them. And then the second room like the way that you walk when the invisible rats are on you is the same way that you walk when you're stuck in quicksand. And I thought the quicksand effect was just happening when I wasn't in quicksand. I had that same moment. I had that same thing going on in my head where I'm like, is this thing acting weird that it thinks I'm in sand right now? I had that exact same thing happen to me. And I tried everything. I tried changing outfits. I tried changing back and forth to the wolf. I like if I left the room and came back, it was fine. And like it always happened at like around the same spot in the room. So I thought I was like, what do I need to do to like make sure this doesn't happen? Like avoid this spot. And then like I eventually just Googled it and they were like, someone asked the same question I did. They were like, Oh yeah, there's just invisible rats. You gotta, yeah. you gotta know. You're just covered so in vermin. I, I wish the invisible <laughs> rats had like had a sound that I could hear, mm-hmm. or something. But or Midna would like pop out, and be like, "What are you doing? Why are you going so slow?" <laughs> or something, yeah. right? Yeah. So we get into the boss. Uh, yeah, we we go to this area. It takes up this whole spiral thing. You go all the way through there. We we are open into this giant sandy dome with a huge skeleton sitting in the middle. And this is, this is stall Lord. Um, when we get up there, we get a cutscene where Zant shows up and he says, he's like surprised. Uh, although that's probably why they call you the hero. Uh, and he, he, he says all this stuff and he's like, well, this is bittersweet because it's the last time I'll see you. No, it's Bye. not. Okay. 
and he <laughs> animates this giant dead skeleton with the by shoving a sword through its head, mm-hmm. like you do. Yeah, you know, yeah. we've all been there. Uh, Normal. So Stall Lord gets up and like, just describe to me how this the first half of this battle goes. So Stallard gets up and he's like on he's you only see half of his body. So he has this giant skull thing and he's like he's basically sitting on his spine in the middle of this sand dune thing. And then these like <laughs> like these dead night things or whatever are surrounding him. They do nothing. Nothing. They don't attack you. They're they're pinball bumpers. Yeah, it's, it's literally pinball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh huh, and stuff, and then like at the top of this cone-shaped, you know, sand dune thing or whatever is like a spinner thing, and then there's those spiky. What do you call them? Like the spiky spinners. Little, yeah, yeah, and stuff. So you have to avoid those because yeah, they some, will hurt you. We didn't talk about that. Sometimes there's little spiky ones on the track that you have to jump mm-hmm. past. Yep, yep, for sure, and so. So you get on this thing and you have to go down the cone um, sand thing or whatever and you jam into his spine like you attack it. (laughs) Yeah, you you shoot your spinner out as you bump into it to destroy the the pieces of his spine. Right, right. And it cracks. You have to use the... The B button, the the little the attack that you use. Yeah, on. You, you, have can't to just, attack you can't just you run can't into just hit it. it. Yeah. So I throughout this whole battle, I had a thing that this is what it reminded me of when I played the the first like Doom reboot in 2016. I remember being so hyped on that game. The whole time I'm playing it, I'm just like, yeah, do 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 do, and I'm like singing <laughs> along with it. I was doing that exact same thing here with the boss battle music. Mm-hmm. I was feeling it so much, yeah. like I was just hyped the whole time. Where I've just had this big grin on my face, and I'm just like going, yeah, come on, yeah. The second, <laughs> the second half music, definitely. So we go and hit his spine a couple times. Three uh, times, as, you gotta hit it yeah. three times. And after each time, you do get more of those um, bumper soldiers popping up out of the ground that you have to, like, hit them a few times. You got to bounce around here and there. Yeah. Um, they were more annoying then, than anything. I was like, get right. out of my way. <laughs> after you do that, then it basically, like, his body explodes, his head's there, all that. And it seems like you're done. Uh, this is where then you have to go on to the, the center thing. Do your little squatty grind thing, but nothing's like <laughs> happening. Nothing is like, or is this the one? Yeah, nothing is happening. Like as you're doing that, and then suddenly a cutscene happens where this pillar shoots up out of the ground, and all this stuff happens. And then you're about to walk away, but then the skull comes to life behind you. Mm-hmm. And then BC, how how does the rest of this battle go? The rest of this battle is almost like. It almost feels like a rail shooter, but you have more control, <clears throat> and it's just like so. You're you're at the at this pit that's between the giant pillar you just erected and the walls, and so there are grind points on the pillar and the walls. So the idea is that you are supposed to grind up this pillar as Stallord's floating head is shooting fireballs at you, and jump between the pillar and the wall, and like dodge until you can get close enough to hit him with the spinner and like this was so fun it was (laughs) it was so awesome it was completely unexpected um 
I, I think I like this battle more than Goat, and Goat oh, was yeah. like my favorite boss battle. Like this might be my new favorite boss battle. Period. This is like I'm, great. I may I may feel okay saying that. It's it's just chaotic enough. Like it's chaotic, but you still have control. Yeah. And it just feels, to use Jeremy's term, radical. It feels very like. <laughs> Late '90s, early 2000s, like uh-huh. high octane, ridiculous things happening. <laughs> like the entire time I was doing it, I was like, "This is dumb. This item is dumb. This concept is dumb." But I love it. Right? Mm-hmm. It makes for a great video game item. Yes, it does. I like when you're writing it. Like he, like Link, kind of like turns and spins around, and like his hat is blowing in the wind, and he's got mm-hmm. like this, like. He's like got his arms bent. He's like cruising like the spinner, and then you like just jump from you know, you know, back and forth and everything. I I thought it was so much fun. And then like Why? each time you whack him in the face, like the little spiky spinner things, those appear. So you gotta avoid those too. Why didn't we get the Legend of Zelda Link's spinner? training rather than crossbow training (laughs) like imagine that imagine them like teaming up with like activision at the time or something like that and then turning this whole game into like a skateboarding game with the spinner like that that would have been the spinoff instead of the crossbow so we go we defeat him uh and then we're out at the the top of the arbiter's grounds we go up there and then we get a cutscene. but before we get into it we'll take a quick break and we're gonna Throw it over to ourselves in the future and Patreon stuff. Or I guess in the past, Who, however you tend to look at it. Bye! It's that time yet again to talk about our Patreon. I'm talking about patreon.com slash chat of the wild. If you go there for as little as a dollar or more a month, you can join in with our other patrons. We've got some cool things like a fairly active Discord where everyone hangs out in there. There is a free version too. If you can't afford to do a dollar a month with with us, we understand. Uh, If you go to our Patreon, uh, at the top there's a a link, a literal link. There's a little picture link and it says Discord. And you (laughs) click on it and it will give you the access to our free Discord. Uh, that gives you just general access on there. We've got a bunch of people that have been joining up on there talking about different things. Uh, sometimes it's it's about Brian's streams. Sometimes it's about what games they've been playing. Uh, but then, you know, if you join in with the, the Patreon Discord, you do get access to some other things like some post-episode talk and some other fun things. Uh, another thing that we do is every time you join or we do a shout out, there's a little form that we send that you fill out talking about your favorite Zelda games and the things you like about Zelda games. And we read them on here. We don't have any this week, but if you go on there, sign up, I'll shoot you a message. You fill out the form. It's real simple, too. It's not anything complicated. And we'll give you a shout out. Some other cool things is you can help out with hitting some goals that we have. Uh, what we are very close to getting is doing regular monthly non-Zelda uh, episodes, and those will always stay exclusive to patrons as well. We've done one so far with Divinity Original Sin 2. That was a lot of fun. And I'm sure there's plenty of other games that we would all love to talk about. It's something that we used to do regularly, but we haven't really been able to. And hopefully if we can get just a just a tiny bit more support, 
we'll get up to there and we can start doing that regularly again. Please give us an excuse to play more games. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that that's all I need. I'd like um, to play a good game right about now. Uh, <laughs> some other goals that we have include doing a review of the manga. We did hit the goal for doing a review of the abysmal animated series that'll be coming <laughs> later this year. Yeah. Uh, some, and th- there's a few other things out there. Check it out. Go to patreon.com slash chat of the wild. Uh, in the meantime, you can also check out Brian. Yeah, I, st- I stream my Zelda segments. Uh, if this is coming out on a Wednesday, on Wednesday nights, I'll be playing whatever segment we'll be talking. Because we're a little bit ahead, but I'll be playing what I- we're going to record that weekend for. So if you don't have time or a way to play Twilight Princess uh, and you want to come see what's happening in the game and what will be covered in a couple weeks, uh, you can go to twitch.tv slash Luigi's underscore apartment or just search Luigi's apartment on Twitch. And um, usually that you can spin the makeup wheel of doom. Those pictures show up on uh, Spiffy Games on Instagram. That's Tiffy's, uh, Tiffy's Instagram. Uh, also, the Chat of the Wild Discord is a good place uh, for patrons to get hooked into uh, community days where we'll play games together. And if we play Jackbox, those are the people that will get room codes uh, so that we can keep the randos out. Or um, sometimes we'll just play Mario Party with people in the general chat, even if you're not a patron. Um, and we played some Mario Party this weekend, and Miss Dino ended up winning in a very epic, epic Mario Party game. Um, it was pretty great. So, yeah, uh, my stream and the Discord kind of hang out, and so, yeah, get involved, become a patron, hang out. It, it's fun. It's always great to do the, the questionnaires or the, the surveys, because, I mean... You hear us talk about Zelda all the time. We don't get to hear you talk about Zelda all the time. So yeah. it's a nice role reversal for us. Absolutely. Yeah. Lastly, uh, we are nearing the end of our poll for the next Gaiden game. Uh, when this episode goes up, we have less than two weeks before the poll closes on that. If you haven't gotten in on that, like I said, it's a, it's just a dollar. You can pay more, but all it takes is a dollar. Since we are getting close, I figured I might as well go ahead and list off the games on there. Not going to tell you which one won. Again, you got to pay a dollar to know that or like which ones are ahead. <laughs> the games that we have on the list right now, Newtopia for the TurboGrafx-16, Blossom Tales for the Nintendo Switch, Terra Enigma for the Super Nintendo, Oceanhorn for a bunch of other modern systems, Star Tropics for the NES, and Okami also for a bunch of other systems. If any of those games sound like it'd be a good one for us to play and you can play along with us, Go to patreon.com slash chat of the wild. Sign up for as little as a dollar a month and you can help sway that vote. Anyways, let's go ahead and kick it over to some other great greenlit podcast shows. <laughs> and we're back, folks, with another episode of Nasty Labs. Nasty Labs. It's a show hosted by me, Kinsey Burke. And my dumbass friend, Mark. This twice-monthly show about game development, Japan life, 
be nice to people, and hey, maybe a few other things. Yes. Nasty Labs is a product of Chuhai Labs Brand Incorporated and now available for three easy payments of $420.69. Only on the Greenlit Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Steve. And I'm JP. And we host a little podcast called Whatever, Whatever Nerd. A bi-weekly nerd culture podcast where we talk about subjects such as games, comics, movies, voice acting. And did I mention games? You did. Join us every other Tuesday at whatevernerd.com. Or wherever you get your podcasts. So we just finished the boss. We're making our way up to the Arbiters. The Arbiters Peak. I don't know whatever you want to call this thing. Uh, you get up there. We've got another little notch for the spinner. You do that thing again. Uh, right? Or is it already? No. It, it, there's no, already just a spiral up there. up there. Yeah, it's just you a just spiral. You just walk up. You cross walk up the, the bridge. Mm-hmm. Right. We get a cut scene that shows it. Right? And then you, you go all the way up there. And then we get this cut scene where we see the mirror that uh, Midna was after. And it is broken. And she just is so like she 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 just doesn't know what to say. She's like, "This was my plan. This was the only way we could do it." Um, Then we get greeted by some sages, some some weird ethereal, weird looking. I mean, if you if you pay attention to them, you do see the uh, the sage medallions and all of them that we saw in like Ocarina. Mm -hmm. So you can like gather that they're like the spirits of the sages from them or something like that, or or maybe it's just a reference. uh, I mean, I would say the sages in Ocarina were clearly like people like lived at one point, but these guys are all very ethereal and very like disembodied. Like one guy's face isn't attached to his head. I think none of them. I think that's all of them. Hands. That's all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, but they but they then, all look the same except for the medallions. Mm-hmm. But but then the guy who. Uh, who showed us the way to the desert when you get back to Telma's bar later is like, well, they, they were Zelda's tutors. I'm like, wait, these glowing dudes tutored Zelda as a kid. Right. We couldn't, we, Saria, our best friend, when she became a sage was like, bro, I can't hang out with you anymore. Like I have to go and I have to stay there. And like, these guys are just like walking around like, Hey Zelda here, uh, let me show you how to use magic or something. Like, all right, fine, whatever. Whatever. But the sage, uh, the sage just talked to us about like what happened, um, and explained like what, where, where Zant is getting his powers mm-hmm. and all of this. And this is where we are finally introduced to Ganondorf. Mm-hmm. So not not the not the the beast Ganon or anything like that. Uh, this is the Ganondorf that I, again, is this supposed, this is supposed to be the Ocarina Ganondorf that was sealed away forever or something. Mm, but he's still got his they, power. Yeah. Cause he's got the Triforce on his hand too. Um, and they talk he, about, he must've made it out of the sacred realm and, and now he's chained up back in the Hylian realm or whatever. Uh, I want to apologize to Dylan for telling him that Ganon comes out of nowhere until the end of the game, which I clearly did not remember any of this beforehand. So sorry, Dylan, from uh, from the dog cast. Yeah, it's I mean, it's still like 
it's kind of out of nowhere for this year. Like they, it, he is kind of shoehorned in a way. Yeah. Uh, it would have been just so much more interesting to have Zant be the villain. Right. Uh, but now we like know. We know, even if you hadn't played this game, we know like, oh, they wouldn't just make that model and not have him actually like show up, right? Like at some point we're gonna actually have to deal with Ganondorf, um, and I don't. I'm not. I'm not crazy about it. I did say. I think I even said on that podcast that like Ganondorf isn't really as interesting of a character as like so many other villains. You that said we've Ganon seen in I Zelda. Think. Ganon, Ganondorf. I just like. I don't think that either. Like, I'm sorry, Ganondorf slash Ganon fans out there, chime in. Like, <laughs> let me know where you're at, because I don't see you. Uh, and in, uh, the way I, I've always fans. looked at it, uh, the, you don't count, <laughs> by the way, uh, in a lot of things. Well, we all count. know that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we get Ganondorf showing up. They describe him. They do mention about how, like, he is from a, a, a group of thieves and all this stuff, but I don't even think they necessarily mention that he's Gerudo in this. They, they don't, don't bring up the Gerudo heritage or anything. No, nope. because we did not. We just went through the Gerudo desert. We're not going to meet Gerudos in this game. Mm-hmm. There are not Gerudos in this game. Um, who knows what happened to them? Yeah, maybe I'm like, why aren't they there? Maybe the Gerudos and the Hylians got together the generations what? ago. They're humans, Jeremy. Remember the Gerumans <laughs> now. <laughs> um, maybe that's where we're at. The guy once again, I can't remember his name, uh, but the guy who showed us where to go has you know could be gerudo but like he's he's a guy and not a girl so who knows i yeah they don't really even talk about it Mm-mm. i don't even want to get into the logistics of like you know an all-female race how do they stay right around for very long but, <laughs> right um it's like the smart who knows maybe they maybe they produce asexually they have they have they grow buds on them, and those turn into other Gerudos. They lay eggs. They became pirates. No, they were trying to steal eggs, remember? They don't lay eggs. <laughs> they become I pirates. I assumed it was like that one Nick Cage movie, Wicker Man. <laughs> I, I always assume that in any situation. It's um, always Wicker Man. The sage describes what happened when Ganondorf was uh, trying to take over the world and use his dark magic and all that stuff. He was um, blind. And- he was blind to yeah. his own power. They were going to punish him. I don't know what their original plan was because they shot like, a sword shot through a, him. Yeah, they shot a, a a magic sword into him. They did, and it was it was brutal, but it didn't bother him. And they said like, what 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 was the phrasing they used? By su- it it's was a divine some, joke. Pr- a, it was like a divine prank or something like that. Like, um, no, that he <laughs> would have. The same power of the gods or something like that. Yeah, something. And he used that to break free and just flat out killed one of those sages. I know. Using, it was really Using sad. his Smash Brothers punch move or whatever. In like two seconds. Right. Yeah, his over B move or something. No, Warlock it punch. was like really traumatizing. I'm like, okay, y'all gotten a little dark killing one of the sages. And then, and then Ganondorf just laughed. And the sages are cowering. They were all like, Whoa. uh Yeah, and so they do a last-minute play to s- toss him away, basically like what we do to the plastic island floating in the ocean. 
Uh, they just like sent him off somewhere. It seems like a bad plan to me. I mean, I get that's all. That's the that's the only play they had. I get it, but it just you know doesn't seem like it's gonna work. <laughs> yeah, they're no. just straight up like, like it's not our problem now. Why do they have that mirror? Like what? It just doesn't seem like a reasonable idea. It's like, oh hey, we've got this prison. Let's just send all our like worst criminals. The to the power. Twilight Zone. Yeah. To, to the right. Twilight, where, you know, all those people we banished to the Twilight with, like, all their sacred magic, let's let them all collaborate. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. The, the worst offenders are all going to go to Dark Australia, and then it turns out Dark Australia ends up becoming the most powerful place ever. I hope this super powerful dark wizard that we banished doesn't meet up with all those other super powerful dark wizards that we banished. (laughs) So glad we have this mirror. But then they explain how clearly like Zant is using Ganondorf's powers. That is, that is the evil that he's using. And you would assume he came through that mirror Zant did and Mm -hmm. then destroyed it on his way out. Uh, Because really it's only, like, Zant and Midna had the ability to freely move between those, between the two planes. Zant destroyed the mirror, and that was our only hope, that was Midna's only hope to do what we needed to do. So, we are told by the sages that they couldn't actually, like, destroy, destroy the mirror. They were only able to break it, and it's broken into three parts. There's one part So I think it's like... Four, if you count what this pe- the piece is already there, right? Because right. we have to go... F- yeah, So, but we still have to go find three more parts. They list off where it is. They say one is in the mountains, uh, one is in the sacred grove, and then one is in the heavens. Um, I was weird. I, I felt weird about this terminology because, like, the heavens... Yeah. Yeah, is sure. it the heavens if it's, like, just in the clouds? Is that is that used in other? I would say that was that would count as the heavens. Uh, English, you know, homonyms and things. Things can mean different okay. things. Okay, even if it's not the afterlife. But if it's not the afterlife, is it still the heavens? <laughs> Didn't we just run into this in um, okay. Link's Awakening? Minish Cap. Yeah, yeah, Minish we did Cap. go hang out with some cloud people. Yeah, we went into the heavens there too. Yeah. So that's that is where we were left. Uh, we need to. This is this is our next mission: is to rebuild the mirror. Got to get those pieces. Uh, first place we really got to go to is Snow Peak. Now I think you can just go there, right? You don't need to. Yeah, the mm-hmm. the map will put a flag on there telling you to go I to the did. bar. Because then if you go to the, bar, to the bar, you can look at the map and it'll tell you to go to Snow Peak. Because I right. thought that uh, what's her name would be there, but she wasn't. That's no, why I went to the bar. The, the other guy took is sitting in her seat. Um, I wonder if if he'll be the one that rotates, or if they go. I don't know when we when uh, when we get back this next time. But uh, tell tell my ass how Ilya was doing, and I was just like, ah, I'm I haven't gone back there. I right. don't know. She's not what, talking to me. I, she doesn't know me. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, she's like, I don't know that Renato's a pretty talented guy, and I was like, yep, yep, sure he is. Yeah, so we check on the map, get that updated, go to Snow Peak. Uh, we then run into Ashe there, and she is in this, like, you know, uh, pelt. Foles, polar bear, yeah, polar bear pe- pelt garb. 
uh, with a weird face on there that it does, you don't even know it's her necessarily at first, unless you know that that's mm-hmm. who you're going to see. She kind of she kind of um, takes the hood off and like shakes her hair, but because it's cool. you know an old game, it doesn't nothing really moves. <laughs> She's kind of like. Mm. She looks goth. Dude, I think she looks cool. Her and yeah, yeah. Agatha are my two favorite characters, and they look, look kind of similar. You know I'm similar. Team Agatha. Yeah. They look kind of mm-hmm. similar. <laughs> uh, Ashe goes and tells us that we can't get through this snowstorm, uh, but she saw some kind of beast walking around, and uh, maybe if you ask some people what that thing is... They will give you some information, and we'll be able to, to go through that way. So she gives us a note to pass around to a couple people. Uh, they go and tell us that, um, oh, yeah, that is that is the Yeti that goes around here. They they are constantly eating our reek fish, but only the prince knows how to catch reek fish. So we go find the prince. We do get that moment that, Jess, you were talking about, I think, in the last episode, that you went and ran into him, and he was visiting yes. his mother's grave. Um, they do go and say, like, I wonder where the prince is. And it's like, there's only really going to be, like, two places to really look. And that's, like, at the top of, like, mm-hmm. Zora's domain. And then maybe where mm-hmm. you saw his mother last, right. yeah. you would assume. You know? Well, I mean, in the town where we brought him when he was passed out. Yeah. That, too. Right. Like, he he's probably at uh, that grave site. Oh, yeah. He's definitely at the grave site. We go, we go to Kakariko. We go to the grave. Crawl in there. Talk to him. Um, and then he says, like, basically, he's just thanking us. He says, let me know if there's anything I can do for you. You go and stand in front of him and just look at the note yourself because you didn't target him or right. you weren't close enough. And then you target him, and then you bring the note out, and then he's just like, oh, right, you want to know about the reek fish. He says, oh, well, it happens that the only way you can catch them is with a special kind of coral. Oh, wait, that coral's on my ear right now. Mm-hmm. Here you go. It looks like a fish hook. Oh, you're a fisher? Wow, what a coincidence. I was right. half expecting there to be a, a Kabora, Kabora, Kabora style cutscene when it pans up and there's just a ghost mom standing there, but that didn't happen. Well, maybe, maybe we'll get that in the credits. When he also says that he's gonna go back home, I'm like, right, go back home. Like you can make it. Everybody's looking for you. Everybody's worried about you. Go back home. I would be like, hey, the society's functioning without you. Yeah, go live your life, it'd dude. be fine. Go try new things. They, no, they're looking for him, though. They want, they're not <laughs> they're functioning. They're very they worried their, about they him. They want their leader back. Yeah, they think that it'll crumble without sure. him. And then when you did, go back there, he's not there. I'm like, go home. <laughs> did, <laughs> Give it did, time. He can't we'll, warp we'll around like we can. Yeah, it'll be, when, once we beat this, he'll be there. He better. So we get that. Uh, we go back to Zora's domain, and there's a specific pot spot that you got to get that fish from, fish. catch your reek fish, um, and then you give it a big old sniffy. Mm. Uh, we get the new. We get a new scent. We go and swap our, our our scent bags out, and so we have a new scent in our in our scent slot. Um, and then we can run through Snow Peak. Uh, really, it's like it's really just in your best interest right now to just follow that line because you're just going to get – there are a bunch of, like, snow wolves that will appear and attack you, and I just ran past all of them. Mm-hmm. I didn't bother fighting anything. Yeah, I tried to fight, really... fight them one time, and for whatever reason, it sent me all the way back to the beginning, and I'm like – but I attacked it, and it died, but then somehow I got sent back to the beginning, and then I, I... So I'm like, well, I'm not touching anything because I ain't doing all of this all over again. No. 
Uh, I did happen to find a grotto that had a rare chew jelly mm-hmm. in it. Yeah, I yep, found so that. That was nice. Uh, I, I messed it up, but I found it. <laughs> I, st- mm-hmm. I did also, I'll just throw it out there real quick. Uh, I did try the challenge pit or whatever. Uh, back at Gerudo Desert, there's a hole that you can go down and you can do uh, floor after floor of battles. Wow. You can only get so far right now because we need more things. Um, but I was able to unlock fairies at one of the fair, uh, one of the fountains now. Ooh. So a bunch of fairies are over there now. So if I want to go collect fairies and put them in bottles, I have a good place nice. to do that. I try to like return that stupid stone bridge thing. I couldn't figure out where it went. And I'm like, forget this. Mm. Yeah. The, oh, I still need to do that. Yeah. You have to do that first. And then underneath there is that challenge dungeon mm-hmm. sort of thing. Um, we do have a Howling Stone here. I didn't follow up with the move yet. I did just unlock that. So I'll have to go back in next episode yeah. and get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got enough pose in this area, too, to, to go back to Giovanni because there's, uh, there's a few hanging out, out here. There are. I was nervous to stop. Does that make 20 for you yeah. now? Is that I'm what it is? I'm at 21. Okay. I think I'm at 21 okay. now, too. But I think I have 30. There was no, uh, there was no fight outside the dungeon to make a warp point so i was just like "Ah, i'll get it next time Mm -hmm. yeah uh yeah we go all the way up through here you follow around eventually we do get we do get a warp point there is a part that we come to uh where there is the the twilight monsters show up you do that you get a warp point now and it's just before we meet the yeti which i love this guy he's so funny Solid character. Mm-hmm. Um, he asks he asks you like, are you here to like fulfill your destiny or something like that? And he's just like, he's like, and if you say yeah, he's like, I'm just kidding. You're what are you here for, really? Yeah. I'm uh, here for some extreme then, sports, man. I know, radical, dude. <laughs> Got some snowboarding going on mm-hmm. now. Um, yeah, dude, this is this is total mid two thousands, just extreme at X Games. Um, we we talk to him and he basically says, "Oh, you're looking for that mirror piece? Yeah, I got the mirror piece back in my house. Come on, follow me." It's weird. Uh, and yeah. He, he yeah he, he, he takes a, an icy leaf, knocks it down, and he does like a one footed <laughs> slide down this thing. It just look really funny. It's like do um, we call that a super goofy footed style? <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, we have to go and like roll into the tree and then knock it down yeah. and then jump on top of there. And I remember this going a lot faster than it does. Uh, I really liked it. It, there, was, it felt really slow to I me. fell off a cliff once I and I had to start it. off from the beginning. And I, from the the begin- way that it kicks you all the way back. Is yeah. this, is, this is where I made the downhill jam thing. That's right. Because I fell off all the way at the end and was like, I don't just get to start. Okay, fine. Okay, okay game. Whatever. Uh-huh. Um, there is a mini game that we'll get to do with this area later that is challenging uh, because there are jumps that you have to make. I don't think uh, like I don't think this is super fun. I think it's fine. Oh, I liked it. But it's, I just don't like the mechanic of holding down and then letting go to jump. And then also you like to get your best speed, you do have to constantly be pushing forward like you do with opponent. Uh, and whenever you're pushing forward on there, you're always like you can never really go in a straight line with it right and it's always like kind of moving you a little bit that that's my complaint about it, it otherwise it's fine i think it's fun i think it's cool i mean well, i just said i don't think it's fun i think it's fun that they put this in here i just don't think that the actual mechanics of it are very good mm. i i remembered it from breath of the wild where you like 
You do like some. Oh yeah, Breath of the Wild's great. You do. A, you have to do a front flip before you can start surfing a yes. Breath of the Wild. That is radical. But like, but that I felt like that was more challenging to me in Breath of the Wild. I I remember hating it in Breath of the Wild, and I liked it. Like I said, just wait. What? There's a mini game. There's a mini game doing this that is much more. Don't challenging. worry. You're just allowed to just sort of. Don't go. worry. You'll hate it. I know, but I like. <laughs> But I liked this portion. I thought it was fun. I, I hated that it started me from the beginning, like when I fell off a cliff. Yeah. But I got it on the second time around. and It was fine. You don't really need to, to necessarily be going at top speed to make it over some of the jumps. You don't necessarily like no. really even need to you jump uh, at most you of, the, don't. of it. Just stay on the path. No. Stay on the path. And that leads us to this giant frozen it mansion. It looks so cool. We walk through that door. And we are now at the Snow Peak Ruins. Mm. This is where we're going to end the episode. I'm sure we're just going to walk through the door, and the Yeti's going to give us our mirror, and we're just going to move gonna on. Get no, some that's soup. not what's going to happen. We're just going to get some soup, and we're going to go on our we're way. Get some yep. soup and warm up, and that's yep. it. Maybe meet, maybe meet his family. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I do remember so, this next one being. I remember getting lost in it, so I'm hoping that I'm not mm. like misremembering, and that I actually will like it. <laughs> hmm. I don't remember it. I legit don't remember it. So, for the next episode, we're going to finish the dungeon, and then we are going to go to the entrance of the next dungeon. It is a, I'll just give you a hint, it is a temple located in the Sacred Grove. So go do that. Sit at the entrance of there, and then meet back here, and we will talk about it on Chat of the Wild. Oh!